eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are coming to you off of a Rockets six-game homestand. I think we were close to the middle of it the last time that we talked, but Rockets went three and three in that homestand. In between there, they won three straight games, and coming up, They've got back-to-back games against the Memphis Grizzlies, and the headline there is really less about the Rockets. They're, they're more so, Adam here, and it's the first thing I want to get into, they're more so really a footnote in this larger story about Ja Morant, and it's just more so coincidence how the calendar falls and the timing of everything with Ja Morant. But they are going to be the first team that he faces or that the Grizzlies face with him returning from this uh, both, I guess you would call it both a suspension and a leave because he was kind of sent away or went away before there was an actual official suspension levied against him for these, I guess we'll just call them off off the court behaviors, antics. I don't know. I, I want to be sensitive to it because he's, you know, there, there's a situation there. So I don't I don't want to like be flipping about it, but but. The, the Rockets are going to be more so in the in the middle of this and the young team obviously been playing well recently. What first of all, what do you make of sort of this job ja Morant story at large and, and then how the Rockets sort of fit into it this week uh, when they face them? Yeah, I don't know what to make of the whole Morant story. Um, it, it's a weird it's just a weird thing because everything that you heard about him when he was in college and even when you know, his first couple of years in the NBA was just, he's, he's a great person. And, you know, for, I guess it's, it's hard for me to sit here and try to put myself in his shoes because he is ultra, ultra famous. And I don't think any of us know what that's like. So I, I don't, that that's what makes this, it's a very difficult thing to try and talk about because I don't know what it's like to be in his shoes. I don't know what it's like to have that sort of pressure on him. I don't know what it's like to whenever you are um, anywhere in public, there's eyes all over you. I, I don't know what that's like. So I, I think that it, it's hard, I think, for some people to deal with, especially when they haven't dealt with it before. And I think what makes his situation 
a little bit, I don't know if complicated is the right word, but he wasn't one of these guys who, when he was in high school, he was the super famous high school guy. Uh, and he was a guy who was under-recruited. You know, he, he didn't get all the offers. He wasn't all over Instagram. And, you know, he wasn't one of the top recruits coming out of high school. He was from a small town in South Carolina. He wound up going to Murray State. You know, there, there weren't a lot of offers for him uh, when, when he was coming out of high school. And he went to college for two years, too. That's the other thing. A lot of these guys, they 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 get these huge followings online. They go to college for the one year. Now they some of them, they go to the G League, and then you go straight to the NBA. He went to college for two years. And that that's kind of shows you how, I guess, underappreciated he was when he was coming up. And then all of a sudden, you blow up in college, and then you blow up in the NBA, and then just – from it, it, I bet for him it feels like overnight to where he was a nobody. Nobody knew who the guy was, and now he's one of the most famous people on the planet. And it happens within, what, a two-, three-year span? I, I think that's probably really tough to to try and maneuver, if, especially for a kid who's 23 years old. So I, I, I'm i I'm careful to, to judge because I just don't know what that's like, and I think that some guys probably handle it better than others. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point that you bring up about how quickly things came to him or for him, because I didn't I I hadn't considered that in all of this. He did kind of seem to come out of nowhere, like just all of a sudden you look up at Murray State and here's this kid, John Morant, this skinny guard who's lightning quick and super athletic and looks like somebody that you should have heard of before Murray State or, or or like he should be somewhere other than Murray State. And then, you know, obviously he's had the career he's had so far in the NBA. For me, though, I, I also look at it in terms of, like, when you talk about the fame and, like, the being ultra-famous and us not being able to really put ourselves in his shoes, I mean, 100% agree with that. But at the same time, it's, it's why it's such a big deal because of the influence and the reach that John ja Morant has. Like, the we talk about how quickly it came to him but i mean he is ultra famous now and has a, a, a like a very large influence and following um a, amongst the the nba's young uh fan base you know and so i, I think that the league is super rightfully super image conscious about a, a someone like john Morant, and you just can't have this imagery you know like this 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 uh sort of paper trail of Ja Morant having incidents or moments that with with firearms or like these tenuous situations with firearms you know like it's a it's one of those things where it, it seems like it, it was necessary to kind of nip this thing in the bud and to kind of get Ja whatever help he may need and I'm not going to pretend to know like personally what he's going through or what exactly it is that that he needs but whatever it is it seems like it's like this is a this is the perfect time before things got out of hand i guess is what i'm trying to say like this could have easily been like a more tragic type of situation where you're like talking about you know something more serious than just being on instagram or having a run-in you know being on instagram with a gun or having a run-in with a kid uh, at your house or having a, a situation at the mall with your parent, you know, things like that. These sort of innocuous situations, a, co a collection of them, you figure, okay, we want to nip this in the bud both for image purposes because of what John Morant represents for the league, but also for his own sake because he's so young and, you know, you, you kind of want to 
you want to make sure that if it, that if something's going wrong, if he's if he, if there's any kind of waywardness at all, that you that you get there as early and, and as soon as possible. But uh, on the basketball side, though, Adam, what do you think? Like, how do you suspect this this impacts Ja? Like this disruption in in rhythm because he's playing well, you know. Uh, it, certainly, you know, early in the season. How do you feel like this disrupts sort of his rhythm as a player? And then also the Grizzlies, you know, who were at one point, you know, in the running to be the second seed, the number two seed in the in the West, and things are sort of just kind of unraveled for them a little bit with this job thing. Yeah, so it, it's going to be close to three weeks since he last played in a game. Uh, I don't know what he's been doing in terms of basketball since. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. I, I know he's been ramping up, I guess, the last few days. So I imagine there will be some rust. I imagine he'll be on some sort of a minutes restriction, at least for Wednesday. We'll have to see Friday if, if maybe uh, they let him, you know, go full go. So I don't know what to expect, you know, just in terms of from a basketball sense from him. The Grizzlies as a team, it, it's been a struggle. And um, obviously they, they just they haven't been healthy and they've been without Steven Adams for a while. Uh, then they lose Brandon Clark. And really what made that team, among, I mean, along with Morant, but what made that team just so good was just they, they played so physical and and they would just destroy you on the offensive glass. They would destroy you at the rim and they just don't really have that anymore. So it, uh, I think the Brandon Clark injury has probably been a lot more devastating to that team than I think people thought it would. And the same thing with, with Steven Adams. You know, I think that at least when it comes to postseason, I think a lot of people – kind of would think that Steven Adams would be a bit of a liability. And even you go back to last year's playoffs, they weren't playing him very much once they did get to the postseason, not just against the Warriors, but also against the Wolves in that first round series. But you know, I do think over the course of an 82 game regular season, you need guys like him and they, they, they just don't have a way of replacing him. So it's been, I thought they probably would have been the favorites to win the West, but now just the fact that they aren't healthy and, who knows what's going on with Morant at this point? Uh, it kind of feels like uh, they're, at least for this season, they're not in a, in a great place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do you think that this is a game we talked about in the previous episode about the Rockets getting up for it? It might have been the previous episode, the one before that, but about them getting up for games, getting up for certain opponents and certain matchups that that matter or are important to them or that might be considered marquee matchups for them. Anytime they play against Ja Moran or the, you know, against the Grizzlies, I feel like that's one of those games. The Grizzlies are one of those teams and Ja is one of those players that they probably like to match up against and measure themselves against. Do, do you feel like this is a game where, especially considering how, how they've played, and we'll get into that in a little bit, how, you know, how they played in that six game homestand. Do you feel like this is one where, the Rockets are aware of sort of the spotlight that they might be in and the, and the opportunity to show what they've kind of been working on or what they've been doing over these, these last several games or so. 
Uh, I don't know if this one would have any more than, than say, you know, the last game against the Warriors or, you know, a couple of games before that when, when it was Boston. I, I think that certainly they will be under a spotlight tomorrow. Like you said, they, they will be second fiddle. They, they will not even be like the second story tomorrow. It'll be about Morant and then it'll be about the Grizzlies. But I do think that they will probably get up for this game and they'll be up for this game because it's the Grizzlies. And it seems like everybody wants to beat the Grizzlies. And they just kind of bring that out in opponents. And I do think Jalen Green, especially, and I go back to the game that he had, against them uh in october october 21st it was the rockets first game of the year and it was jalen and morant kind of just going back and forth and, and morant finished that game with 49 uh green wound up scoring 33 but but i asked green like hey when you're going back and forth with morant like that do you feel like are you already feeling like you're on that level and he said yeah absolutely and you know uh, he's in year four i'm in year two but I feel like I'm going to be right there. So I do think it's a good measuring stick for at least uh, for, for green of where he feels like he is as a player. 